I'm Jessica, and this is Homecoming, finding yourself in life's little moments. So, dear listener, I'm making this podcast sitting in a, a mall near where I live. It's purported to be the largest mall in the Southern Hemisphere. And the beautiful thing about this mall is that there's as much outdoor space as there is indoor space. So, I'm looking up at the blue sky. There are tables and chairs and shops and... Pigeons <laughs> sitting on one of these canopies here. I'm just looking out. It's late afternoon. You'll hear noises in the background. And I just got out of seeing the film Amazing Grace. And I felt like I had to make this podcast. I had to say something about the experience of seeing that film. So that film is footage of a performance that the great singer Aretha Franklin gave at a Baptist church in Southern California in 1972. And by then she was already famous. She had already won many Grammy Awards. She had already become the voice of not just gospel, but impassioned interpretations of all sorts of other popular songs, you know, that people knew. And she was already recognized as being great. But she apparently wanted to go back to her roots, to a Baptist church. She was grown up in the Baptist church that her father was minister of, Reverend C.L. Franklin in Detroit and it was there that she got her musical start and she wanted to kind of get back to her roots, get back to the church and make a recording of gospel music so this film was actually done in those two sessions, those two evenings at this Baptist church in Southern California and part of the incredible experience of this had to do with both her singing, ultimately her singing, but also the fact that she was accompanied by this gospel choir, Southern Baptist Community Choir, I believe that was the name of that choir. And there they are behind her, something probably like 20 or 25 singers and she is there singing some of the most beloved gospel songs and some of clearly her most beloved songs so the thing that made me really want to do this podcast dear listener is the experience that I had watching her because you see I am a musician and was a bird. Um, and so I come from a background where the transcendent 
moments in music are the most coveted, revered, aspired to, whether it's in one's own playing or in the experience of seeing a performance, you know, in a concert hall, wherever that might take place. And I was blessed that my mom took me to many incredible performances back when I was growing up down in New York City. So I feel that the ability of a musician to break through what's otherwise a kind of invisible film between this world, our world, this three-dimensional world, and the next, that is the alpha and the omega of music. And when I was watching Aretha Franklin sing at this Baptist church in Southern California, this film which had been really, you know, apparently they said at the beginning of the film that it had not been released back when it was made because of technical difficulties. So for whatever reason and however this turned out, they ended up releasing it now almost 50 years later, almost 50 years later. It's kind of incredible to believe. And the feeling of watching her sing just now as I was sitting in that theater, there were just a few people actually, it's a beautiful sunny day here it's actually Father's Day here in Australia, amazingly at the end of, well, September 1st it's also the first day of spring so everything's kind of topsy-turvy here but in any case, nobody was in the theater maybe just five other people and me and uh So there was really no distraction to the experience of watching this film, watching her sing. She sang songs that I knew. You know, I played a lot in church myself. I played a lot in church. Um, Catholic churches, Protestant churches. The music is always the thing. You know, when it's really good, it opens that veil. You know, that veil is, it drops away between here and, and, and the other side. So I felt very honored and blessed to play in so many religious contexts because I feel in some sense that I've been given, when I do that, I am given full <laughs> permission to take it as far as I possibly can. And what I saw Aretha do was take it so far that it went beyond music. I don't know if I've ever seen that before, frankly. I don't know if I've ever quite seen that before, but she, when she was singing Amazing Grace... When she was singing at the end, there she was singing. At the point, it was there was a there. There were points when she left the song behind, and she took one word, one syllable, 
one sound and just drew it out beyond the familiar. She rolled that sound around herself, her mouth, her, her, her lips, everything in her that was creating that sound. She was rolling that sound out to the point where it became free even of the song itself and was like some incredible balloon released up to the heavens. It wasn't like anything I'd quite seen before, heard before, witnessed before. She tapped the very source of that sound, and in doing so, she reached beyond everything into the very etheric realms in which God floats. And even as I'm telling you this, dear listener, I can feel it. It is really something. There were some extraordinary moments as well when her duet with that gospel choir was so electric that you felt you could you could hardly remain in your seat. It was like I felt my entire body. I, I, I have this feeling sometimes when I hear something really incredible is my whole body starts to feel like it's got prickly heat. You know, it's like it's just prickling with a kind of energy. And I felt that in those moments, too, when she was singing back and forth, call and response, call and response, call and response with that choir, call and response. The choir director was outrageous. I mean, his whole body conveyed the rhythm, the pulsing, the feeling, you know, the movement the highs and the lows of the music that those 20 or 25 singers were, were putting forth, were coming forth with. And there Aretha was just singular in her presence, floating those sounds out. She detached the music from the familiar. She detached it. She released it from any kind of sense of familiar expectation, she released it into, into, the, into heaven, into the heavens, to God. That's what really struck me, is that she went beyond music, and it's the first time that I've really heard somebody do that witness somebody doing that. She actually went beyond the music into the very source of, of creation. I don't quite know what word to use, you know, really. But it was so raw, elemental, and keening, keening, I mean, she was, you see, it's so hard to find words for something like this. Because it's many things, but at the same time, it's none of them. It's something even beyond it.
And at the very end, you know, towards the end of the film, her father, who was a reverend, Reverend C. L. Franklin was his name, he was invited to come up to speak. And I have to tell you, dear listener, there's something very moving about that. He said, I wouldn't be in my right mind if I didn't recognize the extraordinary capacities of my daughter. I say that with a kind of lump in my own throat, dear listener, because my dad has said the same things about me towards the end of his life, you know. That's the love of a father. And he came over shortly after that because she was giving so much in this performance that she was drenched in sweat, in beads of sweat. And he wiped her brow in the most tender gesture of love. He wiped her brow and her face. And I couldn't help but be deeply moved by that. How beautiful is that? And you know, dear listener, it's interesting because last night I was looking at some of my YouTube videos and I happened upon one that was produced almost six years ago when my dad was still alive. He passed last year and this one was made in 2013, this little video. And it was a video of he and I. I'd asked him if he would make this little video with me as a fundraiser. I was producing my third CD, which was actually a CD of hymns and spirituals. And it was his idea that I do that. He said, you should make a CD of music, piano music dedicated to Jesus. And that's a very interesting thing for a man to say who was born into a Jewish background. And But my dad was a very interesting man. He was a man who could straddle differences in a way that very few people I knew and know can. Things that are apparent, apparently exist in, in, in often discreet and self-contained worlds and even antagonistic worlds. He could put it all together and he loved Judaism and he loved Christianity and he didn't see any particular conflict between the two. So he was a synthesis of, of things and I feel that I've inherited that from him. But we made this little video. I asked him, Dad, would you make a little video with me where we talk about my CD? It's called Light Born of Light. And you can help me appeal to the audiences for funding because all my CDs, most of, my, most of the funding has come from crowdsourced, uh, you know, has been crowdsourced, which has been just amazing. People have supported the production of my CDs and my dad being one of them, you know, and I said to him, I said, Dad, you've been such a support. Maybe we could talk about how we can encourage other people too to support like you have. And so we made this beautiful little video. It's just a couple minutes long. But in it, he says, 
this incredible thing about my music. He says, you know, it's like you can play anything. You can play anything. And it just turns it into like whole worlds, whole worlds. I'm kind of using my own words. I'm actually kind of using the words of a dear friend of mine. But worlds can come out, you know. So when I was watching this film just now, uh, you know, of Aretha Franklin and saw her dad come up and say the beautiful things that he did about her, I couldn't help but conflate that with and be touched by his expression of love for his incredible daughter, you know, having just watched this little video of my late father, my beautiful father, as he expresses his love for me. So that was one really special part of, of watching this, and in addition to the music, it echoed back into my own experience. A father's love is very special. For a daughter, there's something about it. There's something about it. There really is something about it. So that's really what I wanted to share with you, dear listener, from here in the southern climes, at this large mall where people shop and kind of sit around and eat and enjoy getting out. It's a very beautiful mall. There's lots of trees <laughs> inside and outside trees and, like I said, open spaces, water, waterfalls. You almost feel a little healed coming here, if you can possibly imagine that, coming to a mall. There's some really beautiful spaces that you could just be in. But I'm here because I wanted to see this movie, and I'm really glad I did. So God bless you, dear listener, and take good care. Thanks for listening. Take good care of yourself, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Bye.